everyone. Welcome to episode 93, Halt. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, that's a short little title, but it has a lot of meaning and you know I like to start with quotes. So I love this quote by Little Ninjas. They say, children are not born with the ability to manage their emotions. They learn to do this through their environment. Holla, that's why we're here. That's why this podcast was born, to help us manage our emotions so we can help our kids manage their emotions. Author Unknown says, if you don't manage your emotions, then your emotions will manage you. Wow. And you know, I'm a little quote addict. So this one I love by Kelly L. Bourne. She says, validating your child's feelings does not mean you agree with them. You're giving in. You're a pushover. They're quote unquote winning. It means recognizing that sometimes things just stink and it's okay to feel crappy about it. She didn't say stink. She said the other word, the other S word that rhymes with muck. I don't want my kids say it, so I don't want to listen to the podcast saying, you said that word we're not allowed to say. So you get the point. And I want to talk about something that I used in the schools a lot and a lot of my teacher friends use in the school a lot. And it really, really helps the kids because the more we can teach our kids that feeling tricky emotions, there's nothing that's gone wrong. Now, all we need to do is learn how to manage them. So if we can help them realize what their triggers are and kind of cut it off at the past so it doesn't go all the way to bright, bright red on the continuum, they can kind of manage their way along the way. Sometimes kids go from zero to 10. So instead of always having them go zero to 10, how about we teach them how to go when they feel like they're going to 10, where they go zero to four, zero to five. So they have kind of some authority and some management over their emotions so their emotions don't manage them because our kids don't have any clue how to do it on their own. So they're always watching us. What does mom do? What does dad do? What does mom do? What does dad do? So I'm always talking to my kids and my students about how I'm feeling, the good ones and the tricky ones, and what do I do? And then sometimes I will mess up on purpose so then I can manage disappointment or flub ups or whatever it is. So they can see us as like a real human and having a human experience. So then what happens to them, there's not so much guilt and shame piled on top of it. So an acronym that's super helpful that I'm not really sure who taught it to me, but I did some searching on the Googles. And a lot of this comes from like when someone goes to recovery and it's the acronym HALT, which stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. It says the very definition of HALT means to stop. This HALT acronym is often used in a recovery to serve as a reminder to stop, take a minute and evaluate what you're feeling that could be triggering a craving or an urge to use substances. So this could be for anything you can use HALT. You can use this in your own life and it really, really helps with kids because they can kind of identify their triggers before they go from zero to 10. So instead of going to zero to 10, they can say, you know, I'm feeling the H in halt. 
I need to get something to eat because I'm feeling myself getting cranky. Have you ever heard the saying, hangry? We all know what hangry feels like. So our kids are the exact same way. So the more that we can give them word power to define how they're feeling and why, then we can help them like, oh, I get that. I get the H and HALT all the time. And so the acronym is super handy for us to use as adults to talk to our kids. And it's also super handy for them to use because the more strategies we can put in their tool belt, so to speak, they have more agency over how they're feeling and they're not so scared about it. Because a lot of times kids have these big vibrations going through their body. Then they look to us like, holy cow, that hurt, what's going on? And then we panic or we try to fix and we try to solve instead of just saying, oh, nothing's gone wrong. Everything's okay. And being the calm flight attendant in their turbulent plane. It says on the Googles, it says the handy acronym reminds us to take a moment to halt, to ask ourselves if we are feeling hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. It seems simple enough, but we are susceptible to self-destructive behaviors when these basic needs are not met, including relapse. Now they're talking about if you're in recovery, but this can be true for anything. Because a lot of moms, you'll tell me that I'm doing really well and then I will get to about 7, 7.30 and it's bedtime and I just fall apart and everything just falls apart for me and for the kids because you're the T and halt. Of course you are. And I want to also take away the stigma of feeling tired because I always tell people and I tell my kids and I tell myself, when I'm feeling tired at the end of the day, that's a good thing. That means you played all out. That means your kids played all out. You're supposed to be tired. And if you're a little bit crankier, that's okay too, because we're all human. And you know how it feels when you get to the end of the day and you have to do all the things you have to do. So you can have empathy and compassion for your kids because they're going through the same thing. So you're kind of like connecting over your tiredness. It's really freaky to think about, but then you don't get so angry at your kids because you know they're feeling the exact same way that you are because they've had a long, hard day. They just had a different long, hard day. Their brain's going off 100 miles a minute because it's growing and learning and they're supposed to absorb all this information and use their manners and go to sports and get all their homework done and be organized and put their shoes in the basket. Like there's so much for them in proportion to their age and stage. And so we have so much thrown at us. And so we're tired at the end of the day. And so we're both tired. And so it's like, I got you, boo. I know how you feel like because I feel the same exact way. Then you're actually building connection. And when you have connection, you have cooperation. So we use this a lot in our house because it helps to identify, label, what's going on for you? What's going on for me? Not like sit down knee to knee. It's like on the fly, like what's up? The other day in the story was shared with permission. I was about to do a podcast, record one, and Lily came in and she said, can you make me my bagel? And I said, I can't make you a bagel now, but I can make it in 20 minutes. So if you want to make it for yourself, go for it. And she's like, no, I'll just wait. Well, you know me, when I say 20 minutes, it was like probably turned into 40 minutes. It was when I was doing calzone and Coke. So I really got going on that. And it takes me a while to set up and then I got to do the quotes and I got to stall. And then I have so many flubs with Michael, the podcast editor. He's like, oh my goodness, Kelly. He doesn't say that, but I'm imagining that he's thinking that. So I finished and it was like 40 minutes later. And I'm thinking she probably already did her bagel because she was hungry. So then I texted her because I don't want to interrupt her. She's in school at the time. I said, do you still want the bagel? She doesn't reply. So then I go make my bagel and I don't make her bagel. So far, so good. I don't want to make an extra bagel, then bring it in there. And she's like, I don't need a bagel. You took too long. I made my own bagel. She's very self-sufficient. So I'm eating my bagel. I'm listening to a book on audio. I am like loving life and life is good. And she calls me, FaceTimes me. And she's literally crying. C-R-Y-I-N-G. Almost 13 years old, seventh grade. Where's my bagel? Where's my bagel? And I'm on FaceTime so I can see this. Kids, for some reason, don't even care about like lighting or direction with FaceTime. Like I'll FaceTime with them and they'll like their nostrils will be in the whole screen. I'm like, what are you doing? And it was just all nostrils. And she's 
doing the ugly cry when your face gets all contorted. And she's like, I just want my bagel. I just I can't wait to make my bagel. Okay, now I want to remind you that what you're thinking doesn't mean what has to come out of your mouth. It's called self-control. I want you to pretend that you have speech bubbles above your head. And that power in the pause is so amazing. Now, remember, when our kids are in the red light zone, we don't really want to like reason with them because it's like they're talking gibberish. And we've been in the yellow and red zone too, so we know what we're talking about. We know what that feels like. You literally cannot reason with me when I'm in the yellow zone. Forget about it when I'm in the red zone. So I'm saying to myself in my speech bubbles in my head, what are you crying about, girl? You're almost 13 years old crying about a bagel? Because she pretty much has a lot of control over emotions. She still has tricky emotions and all that stuff. And it doesn't really like phase me, so to speak. But a bagel? That I didn't make you a bagel? So I go through the halt immediately. I'm like, is she hungry? Probably, maybe, not really, because she fixes her own food. It's not like she doesn't know how to make a bagel. And I don't mind making a bagel for her. I just assume she made it. But am I going to tell that to her right now? So in my mind, I'm going, I'm getting defensive. I'm saying, why are you freaking out over something so little? It's a molehill, not a mountain. Remember, when you have thoughts, they happen so rapidly that I'm just watching my thoughts go above my head. And she's like, I just want my bagel. I can't believe you make my bagel. I thought you were going to make my bagel. Where's my bagel? I just want my bagel. It sounds so funny to say out loud. And I did ask permission to share this with everyone. And she said yes, because I'll tell you why later. And so I just took a breath and I had all those speech bubbles going above my head. Remember, just because you think it does not mean it has to come out of your mouth. That is the key to the universe. Just like if a police officer pulled you over and you weren't speeding and you get a $300 ticket, you're going to keep those comments to yourself. You might be thinking some things that are unkind, but you're definitely not going to say them. So I said, and I'm talking just like this, I have no problem making your bagel. If you want me to make you a bagel, just let me know. And I was kind of like, I got to make a boundary here because I'm not going to keep engaging like this. I got to go. And so she said, yeah, I want my bagel. So I go and make the bagel and I'm thinking in my head as I'm making the bagel, I'm kind of like spreading the cream cheese a little bit rougher. Like, who does she think she is? It's not that big of a deal. And And I'm like stammering. I'm like, be conscious, be conscious. Literally, if you could see my brain, it was like the tennis match. It was like conscious Kelly, unconscious Kelly, conscious Kelly, unconscious Kelly. And this is what I want to remind you of. It never, ever goes away. You're going to have the yapping dog like Maggie when the Amazon people come. And you're also going to have the calm like, what's going on? That's so bizarre. That's so, like, you're just going to get super curious. So the brain's going to be kind of going back and forth. So I went straight to halt. I'm like, all right, is she hungry? Probably not because I know she had yogurt and some fruit and some granola like two hours ago. And like, I know her eating patterns and stuff like probably not H, but I don't know. Is she angry? I don't think she's angry. Is she angry at me about something else? And she's taking it out on me in the bagel. Is she lonely? Have we not connected enough? No, we had a good time last night at the dog park with Maggie and we just the two of us. And then we went to McDonald's afterwards and had ice cream cones and cheered our ice cream cones. So we're good on the connection. So I'm going through, is she tired? I don't know. It was like 11 o'clock, 11.30. I don't think she'd be tired now. Maybe she is. Maybe she stayed up too late. So I'm just like going through all of this in my head, right? So now I have to go deliver this bagel. Like, what am I going to do? So I just go in and I'm like, is she still in the yellow? Is she still in the red? So I kind of knocked on the door and I'm like, white flag alert. Kind of like, you know, throwing out a bid. Like, are you cool? Like, what's going on? So I kind of walk in like kind of sheepishly. Like I was walking in. I was definitely going to address it. I just didn't want to address it if she was yellow or red. So I was kind of walking in gingerly to see like, are you in green? And as soon as I opened the door, she's like, come in. And then I come in. I was like, oh, dear. This can go one of seven ways. What's going to happen? So I walk in, I'm like, here's your bagel. And then she's like, oh, I am so sorry about the FaceTime call. 
my teacher, you will not believe what she just did to me. And I called you right after about the bagel. I am so sorry. And I was like, oh, okay. I was going through the whole halt. I'm like, what is going on? So I'm the dog to kick. You're projecting your upsetness over a teacher onto me? I'm so innocent. Look at this halo. Again, very light and fluffy. And it was over before it started. But I could have easily done the reindeer games on the FaceTime or come in barreling through the door with her bagel and throwing the bagel at her. Don't put it past me. I did think about throwing the bagel at her. You want your bagel? Here's your bagel. And then I told her all those things afterwards of what was going on in my mind and how I was like, the conscious Kelly was saying this and the unconscious Kelly was saying this. And I was having this ping pong. She's like, oh my gosh, I so know how that is. And I'm like, I also know what projection's like because the other day I was so overwhelmed with all these emails I was getting and I didn't know how I was gonna help all the people. And then David walks by and he's like, hey, what's for dinner? Like very casual. And I literally wanted to kick him in the knees. I kind of got snappy. He's like, what's, what, what, like, what? It was such an innocent question. And I said, oh, sorry, I'm just projecting. But like, I get what projection is because I've done it before. So I was thinking maybe you're the H in halt, the A in halt, the L in halt, the T in halt. Like, I was like, she can't be hungry. I don't think she's angry. Is she lonely? What's going on? Is she tired? She's like, no, no, it was pure projection. So it's like, it's like a messy moment. And then you can build connection through it. And you can also be light and fluffy, but you have to manage your mind or your mind will manage you. Because all of those thoughts, the junk thoughts and the unconscious thoughts, making me join in her reindeer games and match her energy is gonna be a lose-lose for Lily and for me. Because we're gonna be even more disconnected and we're gonna actually think that we're arguing over a bagel when we're not arguing over a bagel. So although she wasn't any of the halt, the halt really helped me to halt my snappiness because I get a little sarcastic, I get a little snappy, I get a little like pointy lips if I'm not conscious about it. And I get like lippy back. A lot of times parents will complain to me that their kids are being lippy or sassy. And I always think, well, yeah, I, I, I know how that is. Like I've been lippy and sassy. So whenever you're complaining about your child doing something or acting in a certain way or being a certain way, I want you to take that just as data. I want you to take that as information. Now, the key to this is not to beat yourself up with this data point. It's to reflect it back to you and say, have I ever been lippy or sassy? Have I ever been the H and halt? Have I ever been the T and halt? And when you have that information and that data point, what I want you to do is to use that as perspective taking for your child because you know exactly how that feels. And that's when you build the connection because whatever you're complaining about or upset about, what bothers us about our child is something that we see within ourselves that we don't like. So instead of addressing what we don't like in ourselves or having compassion and empathy for something within ourselves that is unfavorable, we flip out on our child because they're a mirror to it. But instead of flipping out to it, I want you to open up to it. Be like, oh, I know what it's like to be lippy and sassy. I was lippy and sassy to my boss. Maybe it was in my head, but I was still lippy and sassy. So when she had that projection moment, I know about projection. Who doesn't? I do it all the time. And then it has less power over you. And then you can see it within yourself so much faster. And it avoids so much conflict with the people within your four walls. Because then you can see the human side of yourself and then you can see the human side of your child and of your spouse or whoever lives within your four walls or your coworkers. You can see them just as a soul having human experience too. And then you can give them grace and compassion because you've been in their shoes. You're taking that perspective taking and seeing things from their point of view for a nanosecond. And then you have so much grace and compassion because it's the same grace and compassion you want from others and you need to give to yourself. So the halt is kind of like red light, green light, another tool in your tool belt to help them 
and always asking them, always telling them what you are. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm H and hold. I got to get a cereal bar. I got to get some food. I'm going to get hangry and things are going to go wild. You guys know anything about that? And of course they do. They know about feeling lonely. They know about feeling angry. They know how to feel tired. So then there's no shame about feeling tired, hungry, angry, or lonely. It's like, oh, that's part of the human experience. Mom has it, dad has it, I have it too, because they wanna feel like they're part of the tribe, they're part of the family unit, they're part of the community, they're part of the fabric of the house. And so the more that you can shine your light onto them of the things that you're seeing within them and normalizing it completely, then it takes the sting out of it. And then there's really no reason to argue ever. And then when things like this happen, because you've fallen on the sword so many times, by the time I brought the bagel in, she was ready to fall on the sword. Like, oh my goodness, I totally overreacted. I was projecting, you won't believe what my teacher did. She gave me a zero, mommy. And I'm like, oh man, that must've been rough. Instead of, you got a zero, oh my gosh. I was like, open, open, up and up to it. Open up to failure, open up to all of it. I'm like, oh, really? What happened? That's crazy. I'm thinking, you got a zero? What's going on? That zero is a really a big anchor to their grade. And she's like, it was due at four o'clock. And then she started grading and I wasn't done with it because it was only 12 o'clock, but she started grading them and people who hadn't turned it in, she gave them all zeros and said, why isn't this complete? And I wanted to write back, it's not two to four as what the assignment says, but I didn't say that. And I was like, oh man, that's tricky. It's hard when your teacher's wrong to tell her that she's wrong. Instead, I'm the dog to kick. Look at me, I'm so innocent. She's like, I know. I'm like, don't worry, I do it all the time. So you're building connection through the messy moments. You're not scared of the messy moments because Kelly has told you in 93 podcast episodes that the messy moments never stop and that's okay. You can do anger. You can do frustration. You can do anxiety. You can do sadness. We can do it together, and then we're going to build connection through that. And when you have connection, you will have cooperation. So just think about HALT. Start factoring it into your world and into your vocabulary, and it will organically go into their vocabulary. So reply to me on the email and let me know how this resonated with you and how you're working HALT into your life. And I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening— you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com and if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.